Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontoon, and on this podcast, we will be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the perspective of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious, open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, healers, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Before we jump into the episode, I want to share a couple of my offerings that are happening this month and in the coming weeks. The first one is my weekly energetic tune-up class is we're doing a six-week special series called Elemental Magnetism. So this started in late April and goes all the way through the end of May. And recordings are made every single week. So even if you're just hearing this now and feeling called to join, you are welcome to join. You won't miss anything. You can catch up on the recordings. So this class series is really about our openness and our willingness to receive which is directly linked to our magnetism. Many people easily give energy like time, money, attention, and even love, but are not genuinely open to receiving it for themselves. There may be blocks, resistance, and protective mechanisms that interfere with our willingness to accept energy on a fundamental level. In this six-week series, We will work with the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of receiving and magnetizing abundance into our beings. In this 45-minute class, we'll start by anchoring it into our foundation and work our way through the core, the heart, the intuition, the aura, and the quantum field. So this week's class is on the heart, heart magnetism. I'm really excited about the teachings and the tools that are coming through for this week. So if you feel called to join, you can check out the link in the show notes or go to my website, thirdeyescience.com, and I'll have all the information there with a monthly membership to Soul Tribe Online which starts at $35 a month, you can have access to the live classes as well as the recordings. So even if 5.30 p.m. on a Monday evening doesn't work for you, you can engage in the class archive. This is really what I love about Soul Tribe, that everything is there for you whenever you need it and whenever you have time to connect with it. And then with that membership, you also have access to all of the other classes offered on Soul Tribe. 
So please do check it out. And then the other offering I want to mention is my next Third Eye Science Collective session. This is a healing and energy activation session, and it is going to be on the full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio, which is May 15th, this coming up Sunday at 7 p.m. So we've been in this eclipse portal. It's like, you know, from we had the new moon in Taurus, and now we have this full moon in Scorpio. And this session is really going to bring in, help us leverage the energy of this eclipse and this Scorpio-Taurus axis. So we will leverage these powerful alignments to release any old patterns and fears through acknowledgement, acceptance, intention, and awareness. We'll dive deep into the depths of our personal and collective darkness and illuminate any energy that is ready to be healed and cleared. It is through embracing the dark and inviting it into the light that we are able to truly release energy that is no longer contributing to our growth. This process will allow a profound rebirth into the new phase of your life. We will sit in meditation together, and then you'll relax and receive energy to help you release and heal yourself. So these sessions are held on Zoom. If you can't be there live, the recordings are sent afterwards. And it really is pretty cool to have the recordings because then you can listen to them over and over again and receive the healing again. So you can sign up um, for $13 for this group activation. And truly is a collective. It's a co-creation of the collective. Um, your energy, when you just sign up, it, it contributes to what comes in for the session. So, um, it's really incredible. I never know what exactly is going to happen in these sessions. And it's always been just so beautiful and expansive. So I would love to have you please join and you can scroll down, find the link in the show notes, or you can find uh, information about all of my offerings on thirdeyescience.com. All right, now enjoy the episode.
perspective, what does it mean to be present and how does it impact your spiritual life? And so I'll get into first, as you all know, I'm just super practical about all all of just how I navigate (laughs) my spiritual journey. And I think that this is one of those words that gets used and people kind of just are like, yeah, 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 presence. But it often doesn't really sink in or maybe we just kind of don't give it the time and energy to let it really reverberate within us. What does, what does it really mean to be present? Because you can be physically present. And I observe this all the time with people and their families and a little bit with my family. I was recently visiting my family. And um, although I was, it was an amazing trip and just really great to be able to be there be there, you know, be present for a holiday. I was there on Easter and I was also there when they most mostly were on break. They were on spring break. So they had the time to, you know, actually hang out. But there is a difference between physical presence and then someone actually being present for, um, for the people around them. Right. And I think it's something we all do, especially in our, in this age of cell phones and social media and all of the things that are here to distract us. It is, it is just so interesting to observe how people often, like as soon as there's a lull in conversation or or maybe even not a lull, they like pick up their phones and before you know it, and I mean, these (laughs) social media is designed to be addictive to your brain. It gives you this dopamine hit. Dopamine is, is what is essentially is activated when you're getting something from outside you that makes you feel good. Like, you know, stimulated in some way. And so that could be as extreme as a drug, like heroin, (laughs) or it could be as simple as Instagram or TikTok. Um, And they literally just give you more and more and more and more because they don't want you to leave the platform, right? That's what, that's what, social media does. And this is, you know, I, (laughs) I am a social media manager. I fully understand all of the, um, ups and downs, I guess I could say the positives and the negatives of these platforms. I think they're really powerful. It's a beautiful way to be able to connect with people. You wouldn't normally, you wouldn't otherwise be able to connect with. It's also a really great way to connect with the people you love, like that, you know, that you get to 
see it on social media way more than you would in real life, right? Um, but yeah, it was just really interesting to, to watch it in real time with, <laughs> with my family and to then observe myself doing it, you know, and observing when I was able to not do it, not engage in, on the phone in a room full of my family that I only see twice a year, right? <laughs> um, or times where I did, and there were times where I noticed um, they were they were picking up their phones and looking at every, you know, looking at social, whatever they were like every, probably it's like my sister and her husband. And then the 15 year old son are all looking at different things. I'm sure. <laughs> right? Um, and so it's just, so it was just really interesting to be like, okay, this is, this is what is happening in our planet, like on our planet right now to every family in the world. And because I really do think almost every family in the world, because even, I mean, unless they're really um, desperate po poverty, but I mean, a lot of low income people still have phones, uh, you know, s cell phones, even smartphones, right? Um, it's just, but certainly in the, um, in what we would call just certainly in the Western world and in any place that has a high quality of life, it's just part of our like, I was going to say costume. <laughs> it's just part of daily life. Like you don't, and I am, I'm totally someone who does, does this too. I was thinking about, I almost left my phone on my desk at work this week. And I was like, and I didn't, it like, I actually went through this whole process thinking about what would happen if I had left it, even though I didn't, I didn't, hadn't even walked out of the office before I realized that I like, wait, did I put my phone in, in my purse, in my bag? Um, and then I put it, you know, I made sure I had it and then I walked out, but I was like, what would I have done? <laughs> if I didn't have my phone for a whole night, because, and then I was coming into work the next day, right? But it was like, it is my main mode of communication, obviously. It's also, I don't have a home phone. Um, I, it's also like how I wake up in the morning and, and I use my phone, like I use the app on my phone for my meditation. Like even my meditation involves my phone, <laughs> which 
the irony is not lost on me, I assure you. And so what does that do? Back to the theme at, at hand is presence. What does that do? It takes you, presence is when you are fully in the moment. So this can be, I'll get to, you know, the more spiritual side of this after we're talking about the more practical side, but this can be in meditation, but it can also be in any given moment of your day, right? And it's, we've all been in that. Hopefully you have experienced that feeling of flow. Like when you're engaged so deeply in something that nothing else exists. You're not thinking of what are you going to do in five minutes? You're not thinking about what are you going to do after work, before work, what you did do yesterday, what, you know, some conversation that happened yesterday or, I mean, this is what we do as human beings. And it's part of our brain structure, like the way it works that allows us to do this. We are able to reflect on the past and actually reflect on the future. I guess the word wouldn't be reflect. It would be um, almost like fantasize or um, essentially put ourselves in predicting mode, like trying to predict the future. We can also have dreams and goals. And these are things that most of the animals on this planet do not do. It's something very unique about our brains. So we have all these distractions in our modern world that are keeping us from, that often keep us from being present in a given moment. And when you can stop thinking about all of the things, past and future, that is when you are fully present. Now, it's pretty much impossible to live in the present at all times. That is not how our brains were made to work. We were we evolved in this um, state of having to be aware of our surroundings to keep ourselves safe, right? All of these things were our bodies and our brains, our neuro neurology and our yeah, just the nervous system in general is really trying to keep up with this incredibly fast pace that our modern world, is evolving in. The technology that is available to us now is just so much quicker than how living beings evolve. And so it's what it requires is constant engagement in in consciously being aware 
of whether you're present or not. And for me, so be, to be able to do that in my daily life, so there are those moments of flow where you're at work and or you're you're maybe you're painting or you're doing music or you're, you know, something that you love or you're out running or swimming and you're just completely in the moment. That is a beautiful feeling. Hopefully you have felt that. It's really magical when you're like, whoa. And that's when you lose time. Like you you actually stop paying attention to what time it is. It's those times where it's like, how, oh, I can't believe I've been doing this for two hours or whatever it is, you know? Um, and for me, what has helped me to actually become more aware throughout my day about whether I'm being present is meditation because you're actually spending a, you know, however much time you're spending a segment of your day consciously deciding to be present and observing when you are not present and coming back to the present moment. That's essentially what meditation is really about. And it's not about judging yourself. It's not about, you know, berating yourself for being distracted. It's the fact that you noticed, oh, I'm not paying attention to the breath or the mantra or whatever the meditation that it's like, whether it's mindfulness or other types of meditation, it's still about coming into this present moment. And so what meditation has done for me has really helped me to, so just to be clear, I don't spend the hour of my meditation or however long, like my whole morning practice this morning was an hour and a half. And I am not claiming that I was present in every single one of those 90 minutes. I practice. This is why it's called a mat meditation practice. Yoga practice is because it is truly a practice in just coming back to yourself. Possibly every moment, every second. <laughs> and that is how you start to observe your patterns, your thought patterns, all of just like your behavioral patterns. So then I started noticing because I do use the timer on my phone, I pick up the timer and then I switch, you know, I go to switch to the music app so I can turn the music on, just have the music on. And even sometimes just seeing the Instagram or the email app is like problematic, <laughs> right? It calls you in. And so, you know, really that I, you know, I've learned that over these years of meditating, like I have to be 
I cannot. That's the other thing is I do not start my morning with by opening social media or my email because it just then it takes you somewhere else and you've essentially given your day away to those people instead of spending some time in the morning with you and your soul. So what I want to get to with presence is that when you can be present, you start to string together more moments of presence when you do this practice every single day. And you can do this in in anything you do. I have found meditation to be an incredibly effective way to do this because you're essentially really sitting down and committing to being present and then calling yourself out when you're not and coming back into it. Whereas if you just say, I'm going to commit to being present in this moment as I'm on a walk or on a run or um, doing something creative or being with your family, you may have a harder time identifying what, when you've gotten off track. You know, you just may, you may go off down some thought rabbit hole for a very long time before you realize you've done that. Whereas in meditation, it kind of forces you to, to really check in much more frequently. And so when you can be present in whether that be in meditation or in your daily life this is how you magnetize so this comes back to some of the episodes i have been talking you know the themes of the episodes that i've had recently is like this is how you are magnetic to the people around you. People love to feel like someone is paying, like the person with them is paying attention and is fully present with them. So you are going to magnetize people to you when you do this consciously you're also going to magnetize more opportunity just in general. Because when you get into flow, you produce, you do the things, you're making things, whatever it is. You know, we all are here on a mission and it may involve multiple things, but you have something that you love to do something that really gets you in that space of flow. And when you're there, you are fully like your soul is shining through. This is your light is meant to shine. And when we don't dim our light by numbing or doing something that just our con- cultural conditioning has has told us to do when you don't live by your true 
authentic code, how are you going to magnetize abundance to you? You're not. So living in presence as, again, stringing as many of those moments together as you possibly can is when the energy really it's you're calling in energy from outside of you but you're also tapping in to the infinite and yes i mean infinite limitless energy creative energy within you and when you can do that you are on Stoppable. So, and these things have all kind of just really um, consolidated for me in these last few weeks as I've been teaching this series on magnetism, as I've I've been um, holding, you know, energetic sessions for people either in group or one-on-one it has all the messages and you know I'm also just really connecting to to Taurus season it's so much about the physical body and home and um Satdev Beer said something in his class this week that really resonated that I'm still kind of rolling letting it Uh, percolate around in my field that relates to all of this that I'll share more about in a a future episode as it as it lands more (laughs) solidly in my in my thinking so that I can actually verbalize it but it's really been super clear to me that that's what Taurus season is about is this it's about physicality home presence connecting to your all of those things that are within you the earth the comforts the the um also just the luxury of, you know, when you have something that just like a guilty pleasure sort of, but it feels wonderful and luxurious. Like those are the sensations that come up for me around Taurus season. And it's like so powerful. It's just really making me love Taurus season even more. And then uh, like understand I have a few people in my life that are um, Taurus suns and it's just making me understand them more. And I have Taurus moon. And so it's, it's helping me understand myself in a deeper way. And so I hope that you all feel inspired to just connect with that energy, whether you're into astrology or not, you can just connect to this idea of being in your body embodiment bringing your soul, your gifts, all that you are into your body 
instead of thinking about it in that it's out there, that it's something that there are these things that you need to do and achieve that are outside of you. The truth is you have all that you need within you and you have to allow it. What we, what we often fail to do is allow it to allow ourselves to even become aware of it and allow it to percolate up and out and shine out this card I've been getting <laughs> I I would say I've probably gotten it four or five times in the last like two weeks it's from the work your light oracle deck and it says don't dim to fit in how are you dimming your light in order to fit in And I ask you all, encourage you to consider that and how you're, by connecting to your presence, this can help you connect to that light, connect to the soul, the form, you're a soul embodied and connect to that truth and allow that light to shine. Allow yourself to be you. And that is when, when you are truly present, that is when you're allowing yourself to shine. So I, I hope that gives you some things to consider this week. (laughs) Please do join me um, in my offerings. They've been really just enlightening, expansive, beautiful. Um, If you feel called, please share this episode with someone you love. Please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. It's really helpful. And we'll all connect next week. Thank you so much. Satnam. Namaste.